0: What would be interesting is to watch the attendee list and see whether it decreases or increases.
1: Everyone drops off as Mark Campbell from the AHDB, who we're who, who just now nominating as going to be our Eurovision song entry for 2023, singing, I've got a combine harvester and I'll give it to you, I've got 40 acres. Hello everyone. We're just waiting for social media uh, to, to go live. Hello to everyone on Zoom. Hello to everyone on LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, did I say YouTube? i missed one, who have I missed? Mark, who have I missed? Facebook. Facebook, yes. Um, and we are live with the uh, with the great AHDB on our Talking Leaders uh, broadcast. Um, guys, I'm just going to just going to as we wait for the social media to come in. Just can you tell what that is, everyone? Go on, Matt. Tell us again.
0: It, it's from here it looks like a Class a Combine house okay, house. okay, so
1: so we we were very lucky. Uh, that um, we had Mark, uh, his colleague uh, Isaac, and his colleague uh, Nick, who's the uh, chairman of the AHDB. We had a, a thing that we set up this week, Matt, called um, the Circle of Leaders, and we held it at a class um, headquarters. And um, the, the great uh, uh, vice president for Western Europe, uh, Trevor Tyrrell, he gave us some uh, some great comparisons, um, not comparisons, some, some uh, facts about that combine. So that combine is a Class Lexion 8900 T. It's a mighty machine. So I'm going to ask you both some questions that um, we asked our, our circle of leaders, uh, experts, just to see if you can get this. And, uh, Mark, get are, this. You,
0: are you as worried as I am right now, Mark? Yeah. About <laughs> it's, it's, gonna like
1: it's, it's going to be multiple guests, so we, we can do this. So Class Lexion 8900TT, um, mighty machine, and one day of harvesting. So Matt, Matt I'm going to pick on you first. How many pints of Guinness in the Dublin manufacturing facility for one day's production would that combine uh, be able to produce? Is it half a million, one million or three million pints of Guinness? One million. It is three million. Mark, how many standard 400 grams of loaves of bread would that combine make in a day uh, combining wheat? 50,000 loaves, quarter million loaves or two million loaves? Two million. Correct. Oh, Matt, you're not in the lead. Come on, Matt. Matt. How how many jars of Coleman's mustard would that combine produce in a day? Three million jars, 50,000 jars, or quarter of a million jars of Coleman's mustard. Go, Matt. got
0: to go three million now.
1: Three million, correct. Where are we now? So that's one hole. Over to you, Mark. How many bottles of extra virgin rapeseed oil would it create? 10,000, 150,000, or 75,000 bottles of extra virgin rapeseed oil?
2: 150.
1: Correct. Two, one. Um, wow. <laughs> Matt, how many eggs could it produce uh, by by the week that it's combining? Uh, half a million, or one million, or five million eggs?
0: I'm laughing because I thought it was a trick question at first. Terrified about how many eggs come out, but and um, the i I'll go with the first, the first option.
1: Half a million, incorrect. Five million eggs. Oh, so where's that? So, so it's two one. Uh, how many bowls of porridge for strapping Scotsman would it produce, Mark? 300,000 or seven million?
2: three
1: hundred thousand seven million oh, so dear. just just shows again again i know it's a, it's, a, it's a bit it's a bit silly but it just shows just the, the the technology behind uh the kit that we got out there and, uh, and and matt also um we'll talk about it but there's that disconnect between uh the public not knowing fully about agriculture and agriculture not being so good at uh, sometimes communicating uh to to the public talking about t- communicating Um, Mark, are you going to introduce our fantastic guest that we got on today, please, on AHDB Talking Leaders?
2: Yeah, no, um, thank you, Matt. And and welcome, Matt. I'm really pleased to to introduce Matt Phelan uh, from the Happiness Index, who we're really, really lucky to to listen to um, his TEDx talk down in the southeast, um, the 12 million lessons of happiness. And hopefully we're going to delve into how we can make farmers a little bit happier and, and how they can engage better with their teams and their people within their businesses.
1: And, and everyone, Matt's just been teasing us because uh, we, we've been in the green room for uh, uh, 10, 15 minutes just checking the cheque. we're trying to work out where Matt, Matt is. And he's refusing to, to tell us. We've <laughs> already established that he's not in Kittsville and he's not in Bognor region. So come on, Matt, big reveal. Where are you?
0: Well, as who still, um, I work at the Happiness Index, but I still work in in farming. I also wanted to bring some stats to you today. So I'm at one of my clients, um, which you may know um, as, as Fuller's. Uh, which is a huge pub chain and one of the reasons i wanted to to be here i looked at our client list and i thought what is one hell of a big producer of of the products of some of the people that will be listening to this so i've got a question to put back to you max (laughs) oh hello in um in 2018 how many um thousand tons does the brewing brewery industry use of of wheat do you think it's 40,000 40, 40, tons, or eighty or ninety.
1: I got to say, it's, it's always a massive figure. I'm going to say ninety.
0: It is close. It is the eighty-one number. I, don't, I wanted to trick you by putting it in the middle, but there. But it's yeah. eighty. It's just it's unbelievable, and you're exactly right. And that's it's something we'll talk about later about. About farming, about connecting like what's done on the farm with 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 people in the street or in the oh. pub. And that and that's why I thought this is a good good location to come. So I'm actually by the Thames. Um, for those for those that will you know, I'll try and stand up. I don't can you see the Thames there? Oh wow, brilliant. Also, oh yeah.
1: Matt Matt, just stay down I'm going I've got a spotlight it. We want to see the Thames. Can you just let's, go back um, to the Thames? Let's pro- yeah. let, let me walk
0: you over there probably
1: because obviously oh, I love this. Do you see there? Yeah. yeah. Look that's, at that. Q,
0: that's that's cube Bridge there, Q Gardens over there. But obviously. Okay water is a hugely important resource to brewing as well as as well as wheat so i thought i'd be on location for this um
1: for this it's it's endless this whole element matt it's a bit like um i love the stat about watercress and i'm happy to be corrected but last time i looked the turnover of gross sales of watercress in the uk was 125 million um, yeah. and you just think, think of, um, of of watercress and melons is something amazing like 160 million uh brassicas turned turned over last year um a billion in uh in in, in sales so it's a, yeah. it's a sector we're not uh um we, we we know but again we we need to communicate um about and also for it to be able to communicate to be communicated professionally uh mark we need happy people don't we
2: yeah we do if you're not happy then you're not gonna you're not gonna do what we want to do so it's really important.
1: And, and and guys, before we just get going, um Matt, we always like love to give a just, just a bit more of an of a, an update as to the people that we got on for the people on our podcast, because they they, they they love to get a bit more of an understanding. So mm-hmm. Matt, I loved your LinkedIn profile, uh, where it's just so snappy and succinct. Co-founder, the happiness index author of Freedom To Be Happy, TEDx speaker, talks about culture, happiness, employee happiness, employee engagement, and employee experience. And just looking at your websites, um, I, I love of the happiness index, I love what it stated, that Matt is a diehard Tottenham Hotspur fan. Everyone <laughs> knows that Mark is the one Brighton & Hope album fan. Uh, he loves taking his daughter to watch Spurs women play in the WSL. If he wasn't running the happiness index, he'd be working on a farm, trying to f- figure out how to sustainably feed the world. Matt runs every day for his mental health and loves being out in nature, kel surprise. Matt's day-to-day could involve calls with Mumbai, Dallas, or Croydon. He's always talking to someone, whether that's his colleagues, his team, a TEDx audience, investors, or future customers. And the Happiness Index was co-founded by Matt and his business partners, Chris and Tony. Matt is an entrepreneur and has experience founding and advising many successful businesses. I'd, I'd highly recommend that everyone looks at the uh, the, the happiness um, in, index. I was just looking at it earlier. And a lot of this that we we know, but we, we don't reinforce it enough in the respect of improving staff performance. Um, that study after study shows that employees who are happier and more engaged perform better. 202% improve performance in companies with engaged employees. Uh, boost employee engagement. Employee disengagement costs the UK 340 billion annually. Um, Attract and retain talent, one, one to my heart. 60% low turnover in companies with engaged employees. Reduced employee absenteeism. Happy employees take 10 times fewer sick days. And, and what was the other great, great stat? Bear with me, everyone. Um, increased productivity. Happy employees are 13% more product, product, productive and improved profits. Happy, happy companies perform better on the stock markets by 2 to 4%. Um and then it's it's right right for everyone, it's right for the people. We spend a third of our lives at work for the average person that's more than ninety thousand hours. Why not make them as happy as possible? Eighty percent of employees would work more hours and sixty percent of people would take a pay cut to work for a more empathetic employer Matt so so come on let's let's hit hear you what what what's your story how How did you get to where you are today please? So
0: I mean let's start let's start at farming, okay? And um, so I, I, I want to prove also I'll be back on the farm tonight. So I'm not I'm not completely out of it. But for me, um, working with animals on a farm taught me one important lesson, which is I have a, a, a belief that animals are better communicators than human beings. And, and that's my that's my starting point from everything. And Excellent. I'll I'll quite, I'll kind of explain a bit more detail. But if you take if you take a baby calf or a baby lamb, how how that baby calf or baby lamb feels they, they will communicate that clearly if they're hungry if they're scared um you a, a, an animal will communicate that to you and for anyone who's who grew up on a farm or around pets or dogs or, or whatever like when i used to watch my dad with animals and, and cattle when you first start they all look the same and you think how how do you know that one's ill or maybe that one needs some attention going into sort of animal husbandry But as you watch someone who knows what they're doing you realize it's it's a real art in terms of understanding how an animal feels because they can't speak to you um but the we we the happiness index works all around the world and we measure happiness in over 100 countries and and the english um and english farmers and i'll put scottish and welsh and northern irish into this as well the english at their own are really bad at discussing their emotions farmers are another level at not discussing their emotions so um, my starting point is I, I'm a people watcher. I'm a nature watcher. I love. I just love what makes people tick. And that that sort of led me to working in farming, which I still do a little bit, to then working in the world of work and thinking, these human beings are weird. They don't really actually say how they feel. <laughs> and that sort of got me onto the path of um, of, of what I do now.
1: That's Excellent, that. Mark. You know, I can really relate to that, can't we? Especially with Mark, with your background within within the dairy sector. I was always impressed with the people I've worked with within livestock. They they would have that ability in the morning or the middle of the night to walk into uh, a, a scenario with animals and be able to see from a herd of a hundred or um, even hundreds of with 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 of pigs to be able to identify um, if if there were any issues. So, so, Mark, you you must you must concur with that as well.
2: No, hugely so and it's it's a real it's a real skill and it's a real it's, it's a real thing that you can you can take on board and there's even qualifications in it you can follow there's a um dr jan heulen from the netherlands and and you Dreesen who created um a package called cow signals which is all about interpreting body language of a bovine and how you can adapt its environment to be a more happier and more welfare friendly but also be more productive
1: and I'm just thinking of my my two labradors who are looking at me through through a door at the moment. I can tell with them very quickly as to whether the what what mood they're in. So on that basis, Matt, and I know you're not a clinical psychologist, but why are we as as humans who are meant to be the superior beings? Why are we so bad at communicating, especially the English, especially farmers?
0: Yeah, I think we don't we don't discuss it enough. We don't we don't talk about it, and we don't educate each other. So if you if you're on a farm. You, that information is passed down by generation by generation by watching and observing because the 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 well-being and the, the well-being of your animals impacts your livelihood so there's a direct correlation most farmers won't even realize they're doing it but they are doing it but then when it comes to the world of work we I think we over, I think we overestimate how di- I think human beings overestimate how different they are to the animal and, and natural kingdom than, than we do, which is another conversation for another day. But I don't think we discuss it enough. And some people are born emotionally intelligent, but some are not. And, but, but you can learn it. So I just think we need to be talking about it more on farms in schools and and at work, how we communicate and 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 how the way that we communicate with each other makes each other feel and, and how that helps us work.
1: Yeah, it's a, I've just finished a big audio book about uh, at Lancaster's, La- Lancaster Bombers. Let's see if I can just segue this. Um, I saw this with my, my, my grandfather that... Um, um, at the end of this audiobook, they were saying about the history of these uh the, these these people that survived uh that that they just didn't talk about it. They had all this yeah. what's now is PTSD. they just do talk around it and like like my grandfather and on his um, on his deathbed, he wasn't religious, but he needed to see a, a priest to confess because he had this all bottled up. And yeah. you just think it, it's an awful experience. But if 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 they'd ha- had this ability to communicate it, they would have been able to have um uh, what's the expression, La- lance that boil. So so yeah. we could definitely learn, but but Matt, do you think do you think we're obviously a lot better than that generation but you think that there's a lot more that we can do to make us even even better as per the stats that i pulled off your website that if on a business perspective if we've got happier people they're going to be happier they're going to be more productive and it's not all about money but the the businesses will be more successful as well
0: well one of the stats we didn't read out and i'll just give you a basic one happiness impacts accuracy of task so if you think about it, let's think of it from a KS okay, a sport or, and then a farming perspective. So if you're Harry Kane, everything everything comes back to Tottenham, obviously. <laughs> when he was rejected and moved to Manchester City, it doesn't matter how much you love your club or whatever, being told you can't go and do the thing that you want to do in your career is gonna impact your happiness. And And we saw in that period that he scored his lowest amount of goals. But if you think about it from a farming perspective, let's think about drilling a field, right? There's lots, there's, there's lots of farmers will be taking the mick out with a field and whether it's straight and there's more technology to help us now and, and all that kind of stuff. But those estimates around happier versus unhappier of accuracy of task can range from say 15 to 20%. But if you're working and you send emails all day, okay, you, you mistype an email, it's not the end of the world. But if you're, if you're unhappy and your accuracy of task drops in the drilling season, the impact on that in the business down the line and the farm is huge but we just don't recognize that those two things are linked but the more you look at it you start to realize okay there's a business I, i i think we should be looking after each other anyway just for 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 moral reasons but there are there are serious business reasons um around happiness unhappiness mental health that do impact very 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 linear things that lead to performance that lead to and it's a circle isn't it because if you don't if you don't Drill in the right way, and then you don't produce the right type of food, and then you, the less money comes into the farm. That's going to impact your mental health. So the whole thing is a cycle as well. It's worth yeah. pointing that out, Max.
1: Yeah, um, and Matt as well. We've we've talked about it with Mark and um, and Isaac, just being very direct about it. That uh, if we've got people who are unhappy in farming, I just say it, We've got we've got one of the highest suicide rates in in the yeah. industry, especially with, uh, with 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 men. So anything that we can do to to assist by learning from from yourself, Matt, and um, and, and your business as to how we can make uh, people happy within 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 what they do.
2: Yeah.
1: But, the, the, Mark, help me. It's, it's going it's gonna be beneficial for the long term.
2: Yeah, surely it's, it's only going to be beneficial. Um, and, and, and with the industry and with, if you look at a typical farming business with, like Matt, you just mentioned the increase in automation and technology, there aren't as many people in businesses anymore. Um, yeah. And it's very, very easy to slip into quite a dark place. Um, and we're very British and we don't ask these kind of things, which you're very, very right. And I'm as guilty as, 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 as anybody, um, yeah. but we need to, we need to, we need to start having those conversations to try and prevent it. Yeah,
1: yeah. we've we, we got to the point now, uh, Matt, that Mark and I, when Mark and I and Isaac all meet up, we have a hug. I yeah. know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, 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 that's going too far. Um, but Matt, let's get into the bolts, bolts yeah. of this. Happiness index. So yeah. you have the, this thing, the, the happiness index. So tell us about that. How does that work, please?
0: So it's it's technical term is an employee engagement and happiness platform. What that means is it's it's. Uh, it's a system that companies use. So Fuller's, I, I think they've got about three or four, where I am at the site today, they have about three, three or 4,000 employees. They um, measure um, using a mix of surveys and, and different techniques to understand how happy their teams are. We then feed that back to them. And, and they're, they're quite sophisticated here. So they're actually now linking pubs to happiness. So they, they broadly know that the pubs with the happier teams um, generate more revenue. Um, and wow. are more profitable. Um, they're still at the early days of their journey. We've only been working together for about a year into their financial systems. But guess what? Like, if you t- if you take if you take like the whole if you take the whole food system, right? We know that happier farmers are going to be more accurate, and they produce better crops. And then those crops, that wheat that goes into the beer, um, and then that is served in a, in a in a Fuller's pub by someone who's happy. There's a good, there's a knock on impact all the way through for the customer. So, although we talk about like um, field to fork, there's actually a happiness flow through here as well, from all the way through from the field through. And I'll loop it. I'll loop it right back round um, to, to get even more geeky with us. So, within within soil, there is a bacteria that triggers serotonin in your brain in the same way that Prozac does. So, <laughs> there is so much to talk about. And when I first heard that research, I was like. Wow. That just seems unbelievable to me so i actually i actually found the professor and actually I, I i i know there's a thing where you're not supposed to um which i think is an important thing for us to do but i asked him to man explain it to me i said can you just i just can't understand how does this work and it, the way he explained it to me is that we are through the process of evolution we we've become humans as we are today but we most people think of humans like animals coming out of the sea and then evolving. We, he, his, the, one of the links back is as kind of like a moth, uh, like a mole type thing that we evolved from, which was used to being in soil. So uh, the actual health of the soil doesn't just impact um, the quality of what's grown in it. It also impacts the happiness of human beings. And, it, and that is a part of why like being out in nature is, is really important for for your own wellbeing.
1: Yeah, well being. Yeah, well done. And, and I, I've always liked fullers um, because, I remember going to, um, so it sounds a bit grand, I remember going to House of Lords dinner uh, a number of years ago and the then CEO of Pizza Express was explaining that the biggest issue that they've got, that when you go to Pizza Express, the first person that serves you is the person that's on minimum wage and might yeah. be a student and might be having issues or might be having money problems. or. But that's the first, so that's the first interaction uh, with everyone that I've ever dealt with within with full is, what do you get, a yeah. big smile and big open questions and yeah. how, how, how have you found it? journey here what do you often What? what's your yeah. I've always found found that but it's always it's always a difficult thing to do but if you can I suppose interview correctly Matt to find uh the, those stars and, and um with the with the likes of the happiness index being built into the Fuller's um regime if that's the right word you, yeah. you're then you're then going to get that, that those positive outcomes from the get-go from from that front of house all the way up through to board level
0: yeah and we I mean I remember. Yeah. Actually, yeah, we're on our second year now. I remember the first time we presented their data back to the board and they sat in silence for about 10 minutes. And the reason they sat they really is because whether you're a five person farm or two person farm or a thousand person farm, the higher you are up, the more the message that the people in your company will filter to you. That's the reality yeah. of it. Even if you're the most open out, chilled, super relaxed leader that we all think that we are, there is still a hierarchy and people will filter and, and there'll be many people listening that are from family businesses and family farms like myself um, and that's even more complicated because you've got your family relationship and your business relationship all cooked up so people filter what they say when employees are feeding back in their happiness index is completely anonymous so it was like they just sat there but the whole point is they discovered things that were making their employees unhappy and let's let's put it straight every company in the world has unhappy employees including the happiness index your job is to understand what's making them unhappy and and if over time you keep picking that a bit like weeding you keep taking the weeds out eventually um things will improve and and that's what's like that's what workout happiness is it's just finding all those things that really annoy people um some stuff you can't fix but some stuff you can um and 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 over time you'll improve the happiness of of your workforce and then get all that nice stuff that you've quoted in the in the beginning like um all the good stuff that comes from happier employees
1: yeah well well said that i call it the forklift driver um scenario that the the three of us have been to a multitude of businesses in the the uk and overseas i always say that if you want to find out what's going on in the business (laughs) go talk to the forklift driver they know everything and i've I've just seen that so so many times So, so mark what do you think do you think that uh, do you know many many farms mark in, in your experience would whether it be within your own personal background that down in sussex or would it like to the, the ahdb that that measure happiness uh to, to some respect mark
2: in in simple answers no um it wouldn't be something that um we see I, there are more and more employers and farmers that are, are starting to realize the value of, of looking into these kind of areas But but broadly and crudely, it wouldn't be something that um, I've I've seen um, within my travels.
1: Uh, uh, So here's the question, Mark. Do you think this is something that we should be bringing in um, on, on the basis that it's probably more more suitable to slightly larger farms or, or, or trade organisations or, or groups that we all we all get to um, have our, our have our appraisals and we'll, we'll get get a leaning from Matt in a minute. Um, we all have our appraisals and our three hundred and sixty um, uh, uh, feed, feedback things. But, but do you think this is something that we need to major on within UK farming to to make us? It's like your, your colleague, Nicholas, was saying as our, our circle of leaders, we need to get the sector to be more uh, productive. And that's not just through better plant genetics, better machinery, but it's through better efficiency and, and, and our workforce being happier, Mark.
2: I, I think, yes, De- right. The industry is facing multiple challenges at the minute, um, as we're all completely aware of. But better leading your people and better understanding your people, they're the solution to a lot of the problems. And if we can use some of the, the stuff, the research and, and the tools and, and things that Matt's identified and are utilizing within the Happiness Index, it's only going to be a good thing. The issue for me, and and this is um no disrespect to anyone, the issue we have in UK agriculture is adapting to changes and these kind of things which are far way out there is, is going to be the be, be our biggest change getting that behavior change getting a farmer to put a pair of green socks on rather than a pair of red socks on that they've worn for the last 20 years and grandfather grandmother great-grandmother have always worn is going, is going to be the challenge
1: well done so, so mark matt we've, we've got this and it's fantastic that you're a farmer's son because you just completely get this you're you you're so positively exposed there's so many positive companies um, in the uk and overseas and i think you even say it's on your website that some companies either get what you do or some don't and there'll probably be a lot lot of uh, companies uh, within within uk agriculture that, that don't see the value of um lo- looking at this how matt how do we encourage them to look at this to deploy their own happiness index into their businesses please
0: so going back to mark's point of we don't really do it in farming um I think it's a, it's a really good point. And, and technology is not always the answer. I don't actually think all farms and everyone in farming need to use the happiness index. Like my sales team will probably be like, I can't believe you just said that on there. On there. But, <laughs> but, but I don't believe that because what I do believe is the information that we collect for our paying clients and shit coming on to shows like this, Max. Well, the reason I come on is to share the really human data and insight we get out, right? So I'm just going to share a little nugget for anyone that can, anyone that can use. And, and I blame Google for the following. A lot of people think that employee happiness is about all like the shiny things. So if you're on a farm and you see that uh, Google employees get in this really shiny office, that has got slides and coffees and sleep beds and you're working on a farm in the cold. I'm outside now. And you think, geez, we, we, we want some of that. But that's never going to happen. But let's actually look at what drives happiness. So let's pick a couple out. And because what I'm about to share with you never costs money so recognition is one of the top drivers of happiness so whether you are in a a two-person family sheep farm or or in wales remembering to say to your son or daughter um that they've done a good job is really important so i think what we need to do is just share more of this stuff in in day-to-day conversations like you said like you guys have a hug when you meet up now we change is quicker adopted in different industries and farming, as we know, is one that can be allergic to or resistant to change, whatever way you want to put it, um, including moving moving forward to the world of hugs. But the more we share this information and the more someone tries it or, or and they share it down the pub, because one of the problems with farmers is they, they communicate via banter, um, and that, that's kind of like a good thing, and it's a it's it can be, but sometimes it is important just to have a serious chat. Um, so that, I just wanted to share that with you, like saying thank you, saying thank you to someone in your team is a driver of happiness. It doesn't cost any money to do that. Everyone knows it, but by being reminded of that, I think that's that's really powerful. And I would hope that anyone that's listening today that would go away um, and just go away with that little fact and, and maybe the next time one of their team's done something um, that's really helped them out, just say just say thank you for it. Yeah.
2: Just, just building on that, and I'm gonna slightly backtrack on my big fat no, <laughs> Thinking about that and how you how you portrayed it, farmers probably are doing some of this stuff, but they're not aware that they're they're actually doing it and they're not really on, on the response or the or the result. It's how we probably get the industry to to recognise that it's not about having an HR degree and having a fancy program and spending five hours a week every week recording all of this stuff. It's it's actually being conscious of of actually saying thank you and well done and. And understanding that individual a bit a bit more
0: in depth, would you say, Matt? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and teams are different. Teams have bring different skills, don't they? Like the thing about my mum. Um. So my mum is probably the most emotionally intelligent person you're ever going to meet. And anyone who's ever worked on our farm, she, the amount of time she's bit spent with them over a cup of tea makes me. It made me realise, like that's why people worked in, in our farm for long periods of time, not just because of the work but they'd have someone and sit down and she's just a great listener. Like, and, and she would never call that employee happiness or whatever. She'd just call that like being nice. Yeah, um, yeah. But sharing these stories within the community. I know it's important to talk about yields, but not just talking about yields when we meet up, talking about this other stuff, because yield, your yield. When you talk about like what yield you've got from your crop, that's the form of data. How happy your team are, that's also data. So just getting comfortable about talking about other types of data, I think it's really important.
1: Yeah, just I've just had a have just had a, a WhatsApp from a, 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 a an MD of a very large farming business saying, Max, when you, you come and see me, you never hug me. <laughs> so <laughs> so i started, started yes. something here. Um, so just just coming back to recognition point spot on i just I just think of all the businesses that i've worked with and the the, the when i was desperately unhappy was when i was working so hard i wasn't getting that recognition um matt come on keep going you're, you're you're on a roll now what 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 else can we look to deploy in, into into this farming element to not looking for the for the, for the ho- holy grail but have you got any other thoughts that we can we can deploy over and above recognition
0: so let's go. So we've 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 bought recognition sets of acknowledgement. So that's one of the top four drivers. Let's look at uh, the other ones. This is what um, generational farmers get, get wrong and I see this all the time. So I'll give you the top four and then we'll go into all of them. So the top four drivers are happiness. Acknowledgement is the one we've just discussed. Positive relationships is another one. Safety um, is one and freedom to take opportunities is another one. And this fits into change. I see it all the time amongst like my farmer friends where the 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 generations try and block innovation and um, and ideas and um, and what that freedom to take opportunities is is a huge driver of happiness, right? So I know it's easier to say because my son's five, but let's say my son wants to go into farming, um, and wants to take over our family farm rather than me sitting there going, oh, we can't do that, we can't do this, we can't do that, we don't have money, the bloody government, this, that, the other, and this will never work, we tried that in 1970. I, I would actually now, with my business hat, and I'd ask, I'd ask my son and my daughter to to, send, to just present to me, actually get, get your ideas down, formulate it, and present it back to me, just, just like you would in any other business in the world, because blocking off the next generation every time they come with a new idea, going to impact their happiness and it's going to it's going to it's going to stop us keeping talent and bringing new talent in into farming
2: yeah mark do you agree yeah no definitely definitely agree and, and, and the only way to learn and, and to expose yourself is by doing things like that and it might be an absolute right curveball of an idea that's never ever going to work but unless like matt says you've gone through that process and um, to give it a go um, or even just present it it um, is the way that you inspire I suppose you inspire innovation and inspire that that hunger to to can keep moving forward.
1: Yeah, and, and guys, we we all know collectively um, businesses in this sector that are progressing well, and it's because there's been two or three generations behind, and that last generation has given. Uh, that that uh, that that new generation that that head to 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 go forward. But they've always been there. They've always been there as a what, 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 Matt. What's the, what's the expression? As a critical friend to to. Yeah. Or I've, I've done this, but perhaps you do that or speak to yeah. the solicitor, speak to the bank manager, speak to the NFU, speak to the sales. Yeah. Uh, just. To, so with, with with that with that on that side, Matt. We talked about it before on, on other broadcasts. With with that um, element of um of creating happiness, is there a lot of communication collaboration to be had not just within within the business but externally that's if if we do have a, a, a problem um and whether that be a, a personal one or, or a business one that the answer might be within the business but it also might be externally whether that be on a course or the pub yeah. banter or, or talking to a professional what do you think matt
0: i think this is where diversity um and there is a question in the q a which we'll, we'll come back to in a bit i think this is where diversity is really important right so if um, Max, I'm going to pick on it. I'm going to pick on you for a second. Um, apologies. If if every if you're a farmer in your listing and every person if, just just count it over the next month, if everyone that you encounter wears a check shirt with a gilet, you are you are in um, a, a mono group of people that potentially think and and get the same sources of information. I'm only I'm only doing this as a joke. So Max is fine, fine, fine. But if you if 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 that's what you re- if you find that you need you actually do need to work actively and there's nothing wrong with that at all by the way but you do need to actively work to just meet people from different industries from from different outside perspectives. even if you don't agree with them or disagree or whatever just go like to events that are not farming events like farming events are really important to go to to learn all the positive relationship stuff that we're talking about but you're gonna hear the same things over and over again so maybe go to a a tech conference maybe go to maybe go to comic con and yeah. hear some people talking about comics or whatever because that that outside perspective i think is so important there's a saying isn't there for farmers like you should leave your farm what is it you should leave your farm once a once a week you should leave your county once a month and you should leave the country once a year in terms of like seeing the outside world and and i, and I know it's easier said than done, especially like work, growing up and working on a farm with animals is it, it, people who don't work in farming think oh you can just go on holiday but it, i always say to people well if you had 250 dogs it would be hard to find someone to look after your 250 dogs when you went on holiday so it's easier said than done so i I, I can into that, but getting out of your normal circle is is important for 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 the future of the farm in in, in my in my opinion.
1: T- totally, and I, I love the fact that you picked on me with my check shirt and, <laughs> and my gilet because I I use the the classical example and it's a great conference. But the Norfolk farming conference, which I, th- I think is coming coming up shortly, yeah. uh, when you go there, it is in 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 Norfolk. It's got three hundred and fifty people. They're all dressed the same. And my yeah. view is is the um, Norfolk version of the House of Lords. They, yeah. and, and the're they, very it's not that they're, they're interested because they' because they're, they're talking on, on that particular subject but yeah the better people I and I definitely see this within within the the grain sector sorry for those in the grain sector there's a b- yeah. bunch of my mates who have been in the grain sector for 20 30 years and they know nothing else've they've, yeah. they've never they've never done a, a retailer visit they've never uh, re- gone around a fresh produce business um or they've they've never expected because they just they're just, they're just got quite my, myopic and I always say yeah. to them come with us come come and do something because you'll you'll learn other things I've, I've yeah farming friends who do um catering racing and uh, catering racing they meet young entrepreneurs in the in the tech yeah. sector and they all this conversation at the bar yeah. up after racing it meetings so yeah whether it be a tech conference or just finding a, a different thing Mark, Mark I'm gonna throw it over to you you might you must see the same thing within within the lights of the your preferred sector the dairy sector.
2: Yeah, most definitely. I, I'm just going to say I'm just really pleased. That's a complete unprompted plug for the aim one of the our agri leader program is to get people <laughs> outside of their comfort zone, looking from a different perspective from from different people. But yeah, yeah. The, the easy thing within our industry is to is is to get stuck in the furrow, uh, and that's not a bad thing at all. But it's sometimes it's really important to stick your head above the parapet and just see some see things from a slightly different perspective. Yeah.
1: So, so to Matt, just coming back to your. Um, your LinkedIn profile, in some respects, the one word that's missing there is fu- future future ologist. Have I said that right? Yeah. So, so, so with, with where people like you are fascinating to myself and Mark and, and I, Isaac is that you're so worldly wise in the UK and overseas. You're, you're, you're so positively exposed to other businesses it's it's a, it's a bit like you're the proverbial bumblebee going from flower to flower picking up pollen picking up information now now we want we want to mug you for that for that information in the respect of uk agriculture um what do you see is the future for, for uk agriculture from your learnings uh externally of the sector what, what can we learn from you that will make yeah. uk agriculture better
0: so i'm gonna do a star wars quote for a second sorry for the non-star <laughs> wars fans which is I love the saying in Star Wars that only Sith Lords believe in absolutes. And the reason I love that saying is if you don't, if you don't go and speak to other industries, you you can easily become a Sith Lord. And the example that I would give here of lots of people wanting the same thing but ended up arguing, which is if we take um, the farm and the need to save the world, somehow, and I mean, in terms of like global warming and everything, somehow, those two things, which I think are the same thing, are, are, have become enemies. So suddenly you have this argument like, oh, I just want to get on with farming. I just don't want to do farming. It's not my job to to, um, to look after nature and all this kind of stuff. But when you actually get time with farmers, but all the farmers I know, they actually do care about their land. They do care about their animals. Um, but you end up with these like massive um, like different sides and let's pick and, and so to answer your question i'm going to just talk about entrepreneurship and i, I believe i'm i believe in darwin's um theory that it's not the biggest and strongest it's adaptable to change so if you apply that to um farming the most adaptable to change i, I personally believe that all farmers need to have an entrepreneurial outlook and the reason I believe that is, if you don't, you will only look at everything as a threat. So let's 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 pick out the number one thing that if I if we got if we got 100 farmers now and polled them and said, what's the thing that most annoys you? Um, that one probably 95% of people would say veganism, right? And they would say vegans. So I don't want to start off a massive um, vegan argument, but if you're an entre- if you think about farming from an entrepreneurial perspective. If you take out the people that the, the people that should be arrested for for smashing up farms and, and all this kind of stuff, like right? that's a separate that's a separate. Piece. Let's take that group out. But let's think of the people that that want to eat vegan food for for different reasons around health, well-being, and so on. If you think entrepreneurially, that is a hugely growing segment that you that I would look there and go right. How do I how do I interact with that group? Learn from them. Um, and produce things that they want. There's still gonna be a massive produce uh, market for people that want the traditional products, the meat products and so on and so on. But from an entrepreneurial perspective, the world is changing and people's lifestyles and the way they consume things has changed. So it, it, you can call it market research, call it what you want, but when things change, I think it's that entrepreneurial, you know what, people are looking for these different types of milk. I am a dairy farmer, I'm still gonna produce these types of milk, but is there any way that I, I I I'm an expert in producing milk. Um, is there any way that I can look to um, broaden out and so on? So I know it's easier said than done, and I know farming and uh, growing up for all the things like BSC. I know how hard it is, but for me, it's that adapting to change, and it's yeah. that. On- that I, I don't think farming will. I think it will. It will continue to struggle unless unless we have that entrepreneurial mindset.
1: Yeah, and 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 totally t- well well said, isn't it, Mark? That you, again, just reflecting back to your your experience, Mark. You were, you were seeing that in the, in the dairy sector. I started off with a with an eight abreast uh, dairy parlour my pre college year, and and you look at what's there now in the respect of 100, 150 plus um, uh, rotary parlours and everything, they go, and automatic milking. So, it's, so, to Mark, do you see that as well that the better better businesses are those that are? are I suppose my my experience Question: Matt, Mark, is that the better businesses I come across are those that are worried, and because they're worried, they're actually developing for the future?
2: Mark: Absolutely. Yeah, no, de- uh, yeah, very, very much so, and and, and as, as UK farmers. We're extremely resilient, and, and we're we're adapting, and and whatever challenges chucked in front of them, they still carry on putting the cows in calf, and they still carry on drilling the crops to produce food. But yes, if we look at the 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 better business, the more forward-thinking businesses that I come across, they're the individuals that are thinking about these opportunities um, to be able to adapt their their models of business um, to future-proof, and and and, uh, and but without detracting from the, the core. Part of the business yeah
1: and, and guys i bet those individuals if we had a handful of them on today or we were lucky enough to go go and visit them i bet they're all engaging with the lights of matt's the mats. sorry not to commoditize yourself Matt. the, the mats of the world all and doing what, what matt advised us earlier about just getting out of the comfort zone finding other businesses seeing how they how they've developed because if you think of everything from we just like at all the positive changes that are happening in the automotive sector. There's such a change there. There's so much that we can learn as to uh, where that's all going, and not just on on a marketing perspective, but also on, on an engineering uh, perspective. So, just segue into, to that, Matt, you you're again. I'm, I'm just labeling you as our fut- future again. Are, are there elements within? business that you're really interested in as to what's going to happen in the next three four five years that we can learn from you that we can look to uh, bring in into agriculture so we can we can keep up what what's the future what, what do we need to learn from you Matt?
0: so I, I, I go, i'm gonna go a bit and um, use another movie and go a bit martin mcfly from back to the future and <laughs> um, if, if i looked at all industries right because i work across all industries now I think personally, if, I, if you had said, said to me, what are the two most exciting um, industries for the future? I would point to two. I would say energy and I would say um, food production. I'm not going to call it farming for a second. I'm just going to call it food production. Because if you look at all the things that happen in Ukraine, uncertainty around the world, all that kind of stuff, there can't be two more important things that the UK has to get right than where we get our energy from. And where we get our food from. Now, let's pick on. Let's pick an industry like i technology. Um, this is my iPhone, right? People are prepared. Will we'll not even think two two seconds about spending if they can a thousand pounds on an iPhone. But they will. There will be a quibble around how much a potato costs if it shifts too much one way or, or, or the other. But the fact is. The potato goes into your body, and that that is something that everyone in this industry we all need to work on because everyone out there should be coming out of university or, or going coming out of school or, or anything going, you know what? I really want to work out how we bring all these things together like um, all the re- renewable energies and the food and bringing all that together because if we get that, if we get those two things right, like the destiny of the UK in positive terms is in in our hands. So personally, I think it's about actually getting back to what we do really well. Um, But looking to the markets of of what people want, rather than trying to just always do what we've always done and produce the same products and so on. I I still attend farmer meetings and I still go to some of the events. I remember going to one um, in Essex and I remember a farmer standing up saying, We've been producing this crop for the last twenty years and, and this this has been the price and, and when's it gonna get better and what the government gonna do about it. And it's it's there's it's a two-way street, isn't it? It's responsibility as well, because if I if I take my farming hat off and I just go back to my entrepreneurial hat, if if I was producing a product that's working for me, I I'd be looking at other products. And and again, I put my farming hat on. I know it's not that easy. If you're a farmer in Wales, um and it's a sheep farm. It's not that easy to start farming robots as an yeah. example. So I, I have empathy for it, but there's, it's a two way street. Um, but I do think for me, the excitement is here. We're already in the most exciting industry, Max.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're spot on because I interviewed uh, some someone recently from uh, from from Norfolk who was just uh, extolling the virtues of how farmers are going to have to change in Norfolk. That they've been so used to growing this, uh, but with climate change and and the uh, the desire of the consumer to have more plant based, they're going to have to start to grow that. So again, it comes yeah. back to what you're saying earlier, Matt. They've got to start to be. Well, it's not got. They, they they it's exciting to be adaptable. It's a, it's a very exciting future. I think we've used the terminology Mark and I on. Uh, previous broadcast, that a, a world war, world recession, world pan- pandemic. If you're in the eating or the cleaning game, you, you're going to you're going to you're going to be absolutely fine uh, because yeah. everyone needs to eat and everyone needs to clean. But even more so, to be part of agriculture and to be part of that that future biosystem as to as to where it's going to go. And, and Mark, you must see this all the time with the, with the likes of the HDB and your colleagues and and the various online and in person events as to that whole curiosity as to to, to that drive where everyone wants to go yeah
2: yeah no it's it's, it's something that we, we're we very very aware of and, and 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 where the industry is moving and and, and progressing in times is something that we, we we need to adapt to and as a levy statutory levy board so last week we were, we launched the the sector the five-year sector plans of of where Every farmer in the country's levy are gonna gonna move which is 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 created by data from government from levy payers needs um, and then from our insights as well to create a bit of a, a strategy of how we can evolve into the the new farming world
1: and and so guys just to um segue this back to uh, the, the happiness index and and matt your your, your main your main main job of work with with everything that we're seeing within agriculture so so we're learning from you that if we're in effect curious about where our businesses are, are, are going how do we segue in um the, the the happiness element how how can we make um our businesses more productive our our teams more more productive within within farming so sorry about it. i feel i'm slightly throwing, throwing you under the bus um but but you're our experts so, so what would your what would your view be what would your vision be as to how we can upskill this whole area of, of discipline uh, within within UK agriculture,
0: I would I would start um, by just talking to the people around you, and just just start by uh, you might you might throw someone off, but the next person you speak to, or the next person speaks to you, just say, how just ask them how happy they are, or ask them what makes them happy. We start every meeting that we ever go to around the world, and say to people, just I'm just interested, what makes you happy, like. If you're a if you're a farmer who's who's looking to hand over to a, a, a child, like what what makes you happy? Um, what you will get from that answer, like the first, if if someone's in, in banter mode, they'll they'll just tell you to shut up the first two times. But just but just persist. I'm just I'm just generally interested. Like, what makes you happy? Why why are you in farming? What is it about it? And if we if we all do that more, you'll be surprised whether that's a colleague or a relative that you've worked with for a long time. You'll be really surprised by why people work in this industry. And the more you the more you find that out, you'll you'll be shocked. Yeah. So yeah. Start well, with that. Like start talking to each other.
1: Well done. And I can just see that um, whether it be. Um, a, a tractor driver, a forklift driver, a stockman, a salesman, an MD of, of whatever agricultural company. If you actually ask them that that question, um, it's actually going to get them thinking um, after yeah. that conversation, and and they'll, they'll probably take that home, and it'll be like a bit like a, what's the expression? An earworm, and it'll yeah. get them thinking. So again, when when you ask them, especially if you get a bit of resistance, um, when you ask them again, it's going to it's going to open up the conversation further.
0: Yeah. That's like, why do we every? well if someone's a lot of people who work in in farming are introverted that 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 that, that is one of the realities of it so it, it takes a bit bit more to, to get it out but once you start the conversation it can lead into so many different different changes and ideas the other it's, it's funny that I'm at a brewer and I'm at a pub as well the pub can't always be the answer as well I just want to point that out like um, finding ways and to meet up and to talk that are not the pub is really really yeah. important there is a there's a, lot of, um, there's a lot of links to what we're talking about, mental health and alcohol and all that kind of stuff. Going to the pub and, and celebrating and all that kind of stuff, it's a good thing, I'm here at Fuller's, but also find other ways um, to, to connect with people that don't always revolve around the public, that, that can be the easy place to always meet. Yeah.
2: yeah and, it, it. and that point there, is that just about a bit understanding the people you work around a little bit better. Yes. To, to be able to get those drivers. I'm are... just, before we jump on, Amanda's put a lovely question in. Um, Amanda Lynn, thank you very much for that. Um, And just going back some of the bits we talked about at the start in terms of openness. And she says, do you see, Matt, do you see a difference, a big difference in terms of being open in the world of work between men and women? And then she goes on to, what would you advise Ari us as employers and parents in relation to younger teenage boys, sons um, in the world of work?
0: Okay, so there's three three questions in there. I'll go through through them all for you, Amanda. Question one, is there a difference between men and women? Yes, there is. Uh, men are happier at work than women. Uh, that That is a fact. Um, and because we know happiness leads to performance, performance leads to better financial outcomes for organizations in all industries, not just tech, not just retail, that includes farming and everything. So for me gender equality is a really important um as someone who has two sisters uh, a daughter uh, an employer it's really important right not just an. i think it's important on a moral um issue but also from a um happiness perspective if we know that globally there are issues that we need to fix and that's going to hit performance and if it's hitting performance it's going to hit your organization so that, that's that's question number one um what do you advise employers and parents relating to teenage uh, boys and sons and um, again I think it's it's having the conversation it's finding out I think there's one thing about um, teenagers in farms that people don't consider which is I'm I'm one of five okay you can help your farm and be part of your farm without working on the farm every day I found it really useful to go out and get skills that I could come back and and help the farm with including Marketing skills, digital skills, data skills—that help the farm every single day. The farm couldn't afford me to be there. that that's the, it couldn't. I'm one of three sons and two and two daughters. It the farm is small and wouldn't be able to afford all five of us to work there. It doesn't mean we can't all help. So I'd have conversations about with children um, about what they want to do, um, and also remind people it's not shameful to 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 not take on the farm because. Um, and the last question is also have you come across dog calming signals um, i've not but um one thing that i have found fascinating is, is, is this thing called like manifesting if you put out what you want and some people say oh the universe brings it back to you which might sound a bit happy and um, a bit happy clappy and all this kind of stuff but what I'm open with is the bit that i used to believe that um animals are better communicators than human beings I was on one of these shows and someone from the um the charity for the rural dogs for blind was on there and they invited me up to their research facility yeah so um that area is is still in its infancy but i think there's so much so much um that can be learned on that so i don't have that specific piece of research but i have been up um to the rural um for blind because that one that's an amazing charity um, and two, I am fascinated about what we can learn w- learn from that.
1: Yeah, Matt, well done. I've, I've just had a, a question, and if it's okay, Mark, uh, we 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 posed this question before. It's, it's called the Chris Evans question, as as in Chris Evans, <laughs> the the disc jockey. That when he bought Virgin, um, he wanted to have have a very empathetic um, business. So he said, uh, I've got an open door policy. If you have got any issues, if you want to talk about anything, come on in. Um, and within two three days, he found that um, everyone was coming in to to just just dump all of the issues that they had whether yeah. it be uh, about work or about social and he had to close the door because he yeah. just so with that point about just finding out establishing with people as to how happy they are where, where do you draw the line is, is is the question to to not get yeah. into that chris evans scenario matt what, what would you think
0: that that is that is simply a structural and technological issue there that you should never be shutting your door um we use a product called Employee Voice 24-7. So it, it, let's pick a, our largest client. Our largest client is Sedexo. They have 460,000 employees. Their employees can feedback 24-7 about how they feel. Our artificial intelligence turns that to a report so the HR team can pick off the most important stuff, right? And um, the structural problem is, that just sounds like Chris Evans said that to everyone, like everyone needs to build, everyone needs to have an open door. It can't just be the CEO having four hundred sixty thousand people yeah, well come done. in. That, that's what's going to happen. So it's just the way that you're organised. You should always have an open door. And the day the day that you shut the door, you failed. I know that sounds yeah. blunt, but um, people need to speak to people. You, you, you're going to have you're going to have to share that responsibility. And it shouldn't it shouldn't flow up and down. It shouldn't be hierarchical as well. Yeah. A leader should be able to go. We talked about mentoring one way round. Mentoring can also work work in the reverse. Um, some of the some of the younger people in the, in my organisation have taught me a lot about healthy eating that I didn't really understand myself. Yeah, um, I eat much better than I used to, and it impacts my well-being, happiness, and work. Fantastic.
1: And, and just to give a, a direct example, we, we talked about being at class headquarters earlier this week. Mark, I yeah. don't know if you saw that when we were moving from the filming area up, up to the canteen, they, they got a lot of uh, glass-fronted uh, offices, but every single door was open. And that that's, um, again, it's the sort of the forklift driver thing in, in me. And I found that very interesting. There was no hierarchy. And you could just see that... Um, senior managers and um, technicians were just coming in and talking to, to everyone. And uh, yeah, do you know? I think that's the best answer that we've had, Matt. That it was, it shouldn't be just Chris Evans' door that's open. It should be everyone's door that's open, yeah. uh, because th- then you, you you don't create that uh, that that issue that uh, that he came across. So it's just a structural problem. So guys, we just starting to run out of time. Come come on, Matt. What what's the one starter hack for farmers that they should use in, the, in their workplace um, and and to make them happier? Uh, for, 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 for them and their colleagues, and, and for the businesses. Yeah. A, it's a, a one hack that you would finish us off with, please.
0: Well, you do this very well, Max. And there was a study. Um, we're obviously, as a human species, trying to work out how to get to Mars at, at the moment, okay? And one of the problems if you get to Mars, you're going to be isolated. One thing that farmers know about is isolation. Uh, this study, when they first started to work out how to send people to Mars, they realized there was one skill missing for the team. The, the, the simulations kept failing. And one of the reasons um, kept uh, they kept failing is when they did the job descriptions of what was required to get to Mars and um, they forgot to include comedy and I know this sounds um, I know this sounds a really strange thing to pick as like the one thing but what we as human beings comedy is actually really important to us being able to joke and laugh about stuff so although I criticised like a banter culture earlier because you can hide a lot of stuff in that my one thing is not to take this subject too seriously and um, one of them one of the mental health campaigners I know um jokes about her mental health even though she's been at the point of suicide and so on and so on so although these are really serious subjects let's let's not make this let's have fun with them let's talk about them let's let's have a bit of fun and remember that isolation um is is the step before depression so that's that is the step before farmers geographically are often isolated So my one hack is have some fun with it. Don't be afraid to to joke and and laugh about it. Take the subject seriously, but have a joke and laugh about it because humour is incredibly important for human
2: beings to thrive.
1: Boom, Mark, are you gonna wrap up for us?
2: Yeah, no, um, no, Matt, just thank you very much. What a great session. And a couple of points that I've been scribbling down the old cliche communication is king we just need to ask start that conversation build that relationship and you'll be quite hopefully quite surprised what in terms comes out the other end which hopefully will build a a happiness in this happiness a happier workplace and the other thing that I really liked was that your 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 comment around weeding so just start weeding the beds start trying to pull out some of the the challenges that are facing you're not going to get it all right in one you're not going to be able to identify all the weeds from the plants particularly if you're male. not very good at those things but you've got to make that start and just not taking it too seriously you can't perfect it in the first round. i think we're as human beings we try and perfect it first time around well yeah. that's never going to work just try and keep chipping away and enjoying it max can i just very much
0: can i add one point to mark's point on that and the farming a link to farming and the happiness point which is if you stand in your field all day and tell your crops to grow they're not going to grow the only way that crops are going to grow is by giving it the environment that it needs and happiness is the same you can't go back to your farm today and tell all your employees or your team or your family to be happy you have to work on what the what what the ingredients are and we shared those ingredients today like relationships recognition psychological safety so just work on the environment you can't go around telling everyone to
1: be happy it won't work It's it's almost like um I, I I hate the expression but I think it does work sometimes. What does success look like? So what does success look like to make my team happy? Um, three years, five years out. What what do I need to do? I just and, yeah. and then if you got that longer, uh, I think we've used the expression before, Mark. It's um, someone else said it's like a golden thread. that We know where we all want to go. Let's hold on to this golden thread. Let's start yeah. talking about it. Yeah, it's not going to happen overnight, but if we if we're going to make it a better place by three four years down the line, it's going to be a better place. If if it's okay, um um. Uh, Matt, hopefully you can see it, we, we, it would be great to just segue in this last question from Miriam. Uh, yeah. Can you, can you see that? Do, Matt, do you want to just read it out because you're far more eloquent than me um, on, on that side, just so if you could give an answer to Miriam, that would be brilliant.
0: Okay, Miriam Williams, how do you create and protect the safe space for these types of gentler conversations without metrics, especially when these conversations can make some That's people really feel... really? Yeah, it's a really, really good point, okay? Language is key here. So. Let's say when you take a new employee on, people put them on probation. Probation is what happens like in the jail service. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So if you if you've listened to this today and you're like, you know what, I'm gonna take this seriously, and you invite someone to a meeting about their mental health, well being and happiness, they're immediately gonna be scared. So it just has to become so normal that it's not a thing. Talking about it, catching up with it, add it into the meetings or discussions that you're already having. So don't make a big thing of it. Just build it into the everyday. And I loved, I loved Max's question there around like, what, what does success look like? Also, ask people, what does success feel like? And it's only one oh, word change, that? but what does it feel like? Oh. Um, and that's what you—that's all you're trying to st- start doing, Miriam—is just start, to, just make it normal to talk about feelings. Um, and over time, uh, people will do it without even realizing.
1: Boom, Mark, you're going to wrap up for us
2: yeah no again thank you very much matt it's been really great to, to hear from you and, and and just a coincidence that you're a farmer's son and you've brought some really really good insights um in, into this thing it's been a, it's been a great broadcast um um in the series um i think next month where well, we're in december max december christmas we've yes. got um uh, bonnie who is ex nasa Right. Wow. Um, talking about how to shape a team so um look forward to that one and yeah please dial in live and and and, and listen or watch on catch up hey so i've just got a couple of um things on
1: whatsapp if matt is one of five uh, Matt is very handsome, uh that the rest of the family must be extremely handsome and beautiful as well. Um oh, and what, was other, what, what was the other points? Um, so my main takeaways are are um how to how to create create the success within within your business around happiness, recognition, positive relationships, safety and freedom. Love those four. I'm gonna I'm gonna write write those down. <laughs> and then um I got Chris and his sister Jackie are watching from the farm office in Evesham and they say you're looking a bit cold, Matt. Would I you am. like a hug? Would you like a hug? <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
0: yes please and and also i i also feel like the norfolk crew got a bit of stick on this um on this broadcast i am actually in norwich tomorrow if anyone wants to go for a coffee and have a hug um i'm in norwich meeting a a food company up there so i mean i'm in colchester area tonight so in essex uh, on the farm and then in norwich norwich tomorrow so do reach out if you want to meet up in the real life or if you've got any questions
1: excellent And, and matt just to wrap up how can we find out more about you and the happiness index of the business please
0: yeah, just go to the, the happinessindex.com. We, we see it as a, a thing to get as much information out there. So there's loads of information on the blog and so on. If you use LinkedIn, um, add me on there. I do use all the social media channels, but I've, I'm off social media into the new year because I want to do stuff like this, connect with real people yeah. in, in real life.
1: Well done. That, I re- really enjoyed it. that. That was brilliant. Matt, thank you. Mark, thank you. HDB, thank you. We'll see you in December and we're, we're organising the big Christmas party, aren't we, Mark? It's all going to be around your house. We, we haven't told him, Matt. So <laughs> We've we, we got, we, we got to bring our own baby sham, apparently.
2: You're all well, always all welcome.
1: <laughs> thank you, everyone. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Day. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks bye. everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye.